Well, praise the Lord. It's great to be in the house of the Lord with you this morning. I'm excited about water baptism. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, repent, be baptized, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we're going to stand with these individuals at the end of this service. This morning I want to speak on this title, Tides. Tides roll in and they roll out. Currents, surges, waves. We've all experienced tides. No matter our age, here today we've all experienced the tides of life. There are tides we welcome and there are tides we wish would never touch our shores. Good tides and rogue tides. As the people of God, we experience tides. What I believe the Lord would say to the church today is that His desire for His people is that His people would be a people that turn the tides. A people that trust in Him, the one who turns tides. That His people would be those that call the tides, that know the tides, and that fear no tides. First Chronicles 11 Verses 12 to 14, reading from the message. One of the big three of the mighty men, he was with David, where the Philistines had mustered their troops for battle. It was an area where there was a field of barley. The army started to flee from the Philistines and then took its stand right in that field and turned the tide. They slaughtered the Philistines, God helping them a huge victory. Turn the tide. God's people called to be a people that turn the tides. In order to turn the tide, we have to take a stand. In this time in history, in order to turn the tides, we need to take a stand. See, where there is battle and the enemy would seek to send us running and fleeing, we have to take our stand right there in that very field and fight. For that plot of earth, for that plot of ground. And I believe the Lord would say to us today that His promise is this, that He will help us. Verse 14 in the Amplified, one of the three stood in the midst of that plot and defended it and slew the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand cleaved to the sword and the Lord saved by a great victory and deliverance. The New Century Version, they stopped in the middle of that field and fought for it. Is there a field you need to stop in right now and fight for? The people of God. 
They stopped in the middle of that field and fought for it and killed the Philistines. The Lord gave them a great victory. There are fields the Lord is calling us to fight for, calling us to defend, yes, even until our hand is weary and cleaves to the sword. Imagine if more hands cleaved to the sword, the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Word. What does the field represent today? The plot of ground. And the truth is it speaks corporately and it speaks individually. Is there a plot of ground you need to fight for, stand for, that the enemy is after? The NLV, he and his men stood on the piece of ground and fought for it and killed the Philistines. The Lord saved them by his great power. If we're going to be a people that turn the tides, we're going to have to be a people that aren't afraid to stand. To stand for truth, to stand for what is right, to stand for what is holy. To stand for what is godly, that the tides be turned in our homes, schools, our cities, the provinces, the nation, and the nations of the world. God is calling us to be a people that turn the tides. People that turn the tide know where their victory lies. Where does our victory lie? Our victory rests and lies in trusting the one who turns tides. We take a stand, but we are not simply taking a stand in our own human willpower. According to our own agenda, we're taking a stand in the name of the Lord. Taking a stand in the fields that God is calling us to secure, to not lose, to hold on to, to gain once again for His glory. Trust the one who turns tides. Psalm 118, verses 5 to 16 in the message, Push to the wall, I called to God. From the wide open spaces he answered, God's now at my side and I'm not afraid. Who would dare lay a hand on me? God's my strong champion. I flick off my enemies like flies. Far better to take refuge in God than trust in people. Far better to take refuge in God than to trust in celebrities. Hemmed in by barbarians, in God's name I rub their faces in the dirt. Hemmed in and with no way out, in God's name, I rub their faces in the dirt. Like swarming bees, like wild prairie fire, they hem me in. In God's name, I rub their faces in the dirt. I was right on the cliff edge, ready to fall when God grabbed and helped me. He held me. God's my strength. He's also my song, and now he's my salvation. Hear the shouts. Hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved. The hand of God has turned the tide. The hand of God has raised in victory. The hand of God has turned the tide. I trust we know today, each and every one of us, 
that would claim Christ as our Savior. I trust we know how desperately we need the Lord. For our own strength is not enough. Our own will to stand is not enough. We need the Lord. No matter who we are here today, no matter our walk of life, no matter our age, we need the Lord. Fathers and mothers who desperately need the Lord. Young people that in this time desperately need the Lord. People of God of all ages, of all races, that know they desperately need the Lord. Trusting in the one who turns tides. Psalm 124 in the New King James Version. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The stream would have gone over our soul. Then the swollen waters would have gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us his prey to their teeth. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. I believe the Lord is here today to turn tides before the waters overwhelm. Here to break the snare, to free us from the snare, to help us escape. I do believe that this is and if the Lord had not moment today. You see, victory rests in trusting in the one who turns the tide. We trust in the Lord God Almighty. His promises never fail. The Bible declares, and we know it's true, He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no shadow of turning in the Lord. Can I encourage the church to trust in Him? Place all your hope, all your trust in the one who turns tides. I believe the Spirit of the Lord would say to the people of God that the Lord desires a people that know the tides. What we need in this hour, what we need in this time in history, what the Lord needs in this time in history of His people is that they be a discerning people, a people of discernment, holy, righteous, kingdom, godly discernment. Luke 12, verses 54 to 56, then he also said to the multitudes, whenever you see a cloud rising out of the west, immediately you say, a shower is coming, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, there will be hot weather. And there is hypocrites. You can discern the face of the sky and the earth, but how is it you do not discern this time? The message reads, you know how to tell a change in the weather, so don't tell me you can't tell a change in the season, the God season we're in right now. Many would say this is not a God season. I beg to differ. For the people of God, 
It's always a God season. For the church of Jesus Christ, it's always a God season. David Wilkerson said these words, I believe God's vision for his last day church is based on his revealed word because the Bible clearly outlines what the church of Jesus Christ will be like just prior to his coming. The church in America is far from what God envisioned it to be. For the most part, entire denominations today operate without the Holy Spirit. They are devoid of the presence of Jesus and bankrupt of all spiritual gifts. They practice a form of religion without any power, conviction, or saving message. They are cozy with the world and are more political than spiritual. They appease sin, wink at divorce, and ridicule the supernatural while tossing aside all teaching about heaven, hell, repentance, and judgment. The New Testament church made devils tremble. It drove legions of demons into the abyss, prayed prison doors open, made rulers cringe in fear. Those early believers had such faith and power that cripples rose up leaping and beggars became evangelists. They believed in the supernatural and they opened blind eyes, unstopped deaf ears and healed all manner of diseases. They even raised the dead. I'm not saying God's last day church will be a repeat or copy of the first century church. No. I am saying it will be even greater than that. It will be mightier, stronger, with an ever greater revelation of Jesus. It will have greater unction from the Spirit than ever, greater even than at Pentecost. God help us. God always saves his best wine for last. The prophet Daniel confirms this. He said that certain prophetic truths were locked up only to be revealed in the last days. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Daniel 12, 9 and 10. Today the Holy Spirit is revealing these things to spiritual discerning saints. It is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. The Lord is preparing a powerful yet humble army of shepherds after his own heart. And also a remnant congregation of hungry sheep who have turned away from the deadness and sin of the modern church. The scene is being set for that church which will be hot, not lukewarm, and it will rock the very foundations of hell. No power on earth will be able to ignore or despise it. Discerning saints. Are we a people of discernment? People on the same page as the Lord. What we need in this time in history is discernment. How many young people in this room could use a little more discernment? <laughs> How many married couples in this room could use more discernment? Parents, families, homes. 
It's the need today. People that know the tides, that can discern the tides. Unto these the Holy Spirit is revealing. Unto these the Holy Spirit is revealing, discerning saints. What's it going to take? It's going to take a separation from and a separation unto. If we are going to be a discerning people, we have to begin here. We have to become a people that are separate from the world and the worldly church. In the world, but not of the world. Not corrupted by the culture around us. A people separate from the world and a people that are separated unto the Lord. That's how we rise as the people of God. People that know the tides. The people that are at peace, even in the midst of the storm. Peace of God which surpasses all human understanding. Trusting in the Lord. Listen to these words. If you persist in sin, if you do not confess it or deal with it, your heart will feed you with a steady stream of lies. You'll hear teachings that make you at ease in your sin. You'll think, my problem couldn't be that bad. I don't feel convicted. But you will be totally led astray. Isaiah speaks of a people who went out claiming to desire the true counsel of God. They said, let him make speed and hasten his work that we may see it. And let the counsel of the Holy One of Israel draw nigh and come that we may know it, Isaiah 5.19. But these people had deceit in their hearts. And they ended up perverted in all their counsel. Sin had perverted their judgment. As a result, they weren't able to discern evil. And the things that were holy and pure, they called unrighteous. Isaiah said of them, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, Isaiah 5.20. What's it going to take to be a discerning people? Can I exhort the church? Can I encourage the church once again to take up a commitment to holiness? It's going to take a commitment to holiness. Be holy as I am holy, says the Lord. Become more acquainted with the light, more and more holy, so that spiritual discernment arises in us like never before, that we're quick to discern the way things really are, quick to discern what is right and what is wrong, a discerning people, discerning the times, discerning the tides, knowing the tides the good and the rogue. I believe the Lord is calling us to be a people that call the tides. Romans chapter 4, verses 16 to 18, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, 
so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls these things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope and hope believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And we read from the message, he dared to trust God. He dared to trust God to do what only God could do, raise the dead to life, with the word, make something out of nothing. When everything was hopeless, Abraham believed anyway, deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said he would do. And so he was made father of a multitude of peoples. People that call the tides are a people of faith. They're believers of the promise of God. Believers in the promise of God, people who contrary to hope and hope believe, people that live on the basis of what God said he would do. Can I encourage the church today? It's time we be a people like never before that hope in, hang on to, trust in, live on the basis of what God said he would do. Passion Translation, he is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead and call into being things that don't even exist yet. Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise. That's a word for some here today. When it looks hopeless, against all odds, Abraham believed, put your name in there today, believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. He took God at his word, and as a result, he became the father of many nations. God's declaration over him came to pass. Your descendants will be so many that they will be impossible to count. The word of the Lord today, we don't see the tide yet, but according to the promise, the promise of the Lord it's time we rise in faith. It's time we speak in faith, prophesying the realities of God, calling those things which do not exist as though they did. People that call the tithes. God is looking for a prophetic people with the prophetic voice in the earth, the unction of heaven and the utterance of heaven being released according to the word of the Lord, according to the promises of God. We have to stop living on the basis of what we see. It might be hard for some here today to hear. We have to stop living on the basis of what we see and start living on the basis of what God said he would do. Fear no tithes. Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What are the things today? 
in your life, in your world, what are the things today? What then shall we say to these things? What have we been saying to these things? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Fear no tides. We know it's true. Fear seeks to have its way with us, to dominate, to control, to chain us, to cage us, to consume us. Fear of the unknown. Fear of things known. Right now, we know the reality in our world. There is a fear of the unknown. We're all experiencing this tide. And fear would love to come and cripple faith. Fear would love to come. And so cage us and so consume us that we turn from the promises of God. That we run. That we no longer take God at His word, that we don't believe Him. Truly believe Him. It's, it's one thing to say you believe somebody. But actions speak louder than words. If God is for us, who can be against us? Isaiah 54, verse 17, I'm just speaking this over the church today. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. That's the word of the Lord over his church today. That's the word of the Lord over your home today. Over your world today. I've shared this before. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. I remember when the Lord spoke this to me, and this is probably not new to any of you here, but it does not say no weapon will form. It does not say no tongue will rise. But it does say that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And it does say that every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the promise of the Lord. This is the hope He has given us. This is His Word. This is our heritage. It's your heritage. See, tides roll in, but let us fear no tide, for if God has determined to stand with us, tell me, then who could ever stand against us? Psalm 89, verse 9, You rule the raging of the sea when its waves rise. You still them. Let fear be driven out today. In the presence of the Lord, let fear be done away with. Fight against fear. Walk by faith and not by sight. Set your eyes on kingdom realities, on the promises of God. Cleave to the sword. 
time to turn tides. Trust the one who turns tides. To know the tides, be a discerning people. To call the tides, be a prophetic people. And it's time to fear no tides. Let's have the worship team return. There is a call today, and I'm just going to go over the scripture as we prepare to move into the next part of our service. There is a call today using the scriptures we've already gone over and already read. The army started to flee from the Philistines and then took its stand right there in that field and turned the tide. They slaughtered the Philistines, God helping them a huge victory. The word to some in this room this morning is if you've been running and are running, it's time to take a stand in the field. God will help you. I don't know what the field is for you today. Do not lose the plot of ground. Do not buy into the lie of the enemy that tomorrow is the day to stand. Today is the day to stand, says the Lord. Today is the day to rise up. Not a day from now or a week from now. You might just lose this victory. The enemy would love to send us running, send us fleeing. But if God is for us, who can be against us? There is a call today. God's my strength. He's also my song. And now he's my salvation. Hear the shouts. Hear the triumph songs in the camp of the saved. The hand of God has turned the tide. The hand of God is raised in victory. The hand of God has turned the tide. It's time to trust in the Lord. Trust the one who turns the tides. There is a call today to know the tides, as we've already gone over, to be a people of discernment. There is a call today for the people of God to separate from the world and the worldly church. There's a call today to separate unto the Lord and to get hungry, to get hungry, to commit to holiness, to cry out that the Holy Spirit, as the promise is, that the Holy Spirit would reveal things to the spiritual people, to the discerning saints of God. We need to be a people that know the tides. Otherwise, what hope do we have? A people that understand what is taking place in this time in history. There is a call today. Even if you don't see the tide yet, what's the promise of the Lord? What promise of the Lord have you been holding on to? Confessing and declaring. But perhaps you're not confessing and declaring it like you once were. Questioning it, wavering in faith. Even if you don't see the tide yet, according to the promise of the Lord, rise in faith. Speak in faith. Prophesy the realities of God, calling those things which do not exist as though they did. For all of us here today, we need to hear this. We need to stop living on the basis of what we see. And we need to start living on the basis of what God said he would do. There is a call today to fear no tides. The Lord is the strength of your life. Can you receive that today? 
Though tides rise in this, be confident. He will lift your head above your enemies. The Lord is the strength of your life. Though tides rise, be confident in this. Be confident in God. Be confident in His promises. Let's stand today. Lord, we thank You for the power of Your Word. Lord, I thank You that Your promises are yes and amen. I thank You, Lord, that You're not a man that You should lie. Thank You, Lord, that Your arm is not too short that You cannot save. Lord, I pray for the people of God this morning. For those with a heart to follow You, I pray that we would be a people that turn the tide. I pray, Lord, that at this time in history, we would be a people that trust in the One who turns tides. Lord, I pray that we would be a discerning people that know exactly what's going on according to the Spirit. Lord, a discerning people that can discern between the good and the rogue tides. Lord, a people of holiness, a people of hunger after You a people separate from the world, a people separated unto you. I pray, Lord, that we would be a people that call the tides, those things that are not yet, Lord, those promises that we're holding on to, the realities that we know are real. God, I pray that we would not be a people that lose faith in this time. So many forces coming just to eat away and chew away. The enemy would come even seeking a foothold, a beachhead in our life. Lord, I pray that we would hold to your promises. We would trust you, knowing that you are faithful. Even though we don't see it, God, that we don't yet see the tide, we know it's coming. The people that speak with the utterance of the Holy Ghost in this day and age. And Lord, let us be a people that fear no tides. If fear is in this place, we speak against. We speak against the spirit of fear, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. I speak to minds right now in the name of Jesus. Be free of fear. There are minds right now in this place that are plagued by fear. You're not plagued with the promise of God. You're not plagued with faith. That's what we need. Our minds plagued, our minds full of faith. Our minds full of the power of God and the promises of God and the Word of God. Not fear. Not fear. Lord, we just pray for the release right now. If you feel the spirit of fear, you don't have to lift your hand. I'm just going to ask you just to believe with me in this moment. We're just going to ask the Lord. We ask in the name of Jesus. Lord, that fear would be driven out of every mind in this place. Every heart, from young to old and old to young, those that are in this room, those that are in other rooms in this building, those that are in the parking lot, those that are watching this online, those in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and those in the nations of the world. We speak against the spirit of fear. 
And we command the spirit of fear to go in the name of Jesus. Be loosed and be free of it in Jesus' name. Let the peace of God rule your mind. Let the word of God rule your mind. Let the promises of God rule your mind. Take up the sword. Cleave to the sword. Even until your hand can't release the sword. 